Hola. Hola. Hello. How are you? Hanging in there. Not too yeah. bad. How you boys? Doing pretty Doing good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Recording yes, on a weird uh, time and a weird day. Why is that really different? Uh, well, I uh, I was coming back in from a little vacation last night, and I knew it was going to be a close call. Mm. And uh, luckily, uh, we did, you know, you guys were available to move it to a little bit later to accommodate my my wonky schedule. But uh, no, it's glad- all good, all good, man. That picture that you sent with the uh, rough week of uh, yeah, you standing so- atop a uh, balcony overlooking a gorgeous ocean view wearing nothing but a bathrobe uh, and, and clearly wet hair from a recent shower was really conveyed. It really conveyed the trouble that you were dealing with this past week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of said it as well. It was, yeah, you know, look, look, I, I got, I got, I got a little vacation, you know, uh-huh. oh, look, a little overdue, a little yeah. overdue. I needed. I was you like, I, I was like a wet rag that needed to get, you know, wrung out, wrung out, wrung out, you know. <laughs> so uh, it was nice. It was really nice. Puerto Vallarta in uh, Mexico. Oh, little, very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's a beautiful spot and a nice little resort where you get pampered. And I'm not much of, a, yeah. I was explaining to Nick a little bit before. I, I, when it comes to vacations, I don't want the adventure. You know, I, don't, I, I don't care about discovering a new culture or anything. I just want, I don't want to think, you know, but not on vacation. The rest of my life, yes. Vacation, I, 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 I just needed to like sleep in a little bit, recharge the mm-hmm. batteries. That's all. Damn straight. So, right on. Yeah. So I got, I was lucky to do that. I got a little vacation of my own coming up this weekend. Is that something very exciting? Yeah. You know, uh, turning. Uh, I think most of us are turning the big four zero this year. Yes, indeed. I, 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 Over the hill me. and down. Mm. <laughs> so my wife and brother conspired to uh, surprise me with a uh, resort golf getaway weekend. Wow! Really? This weekend, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. How cool is that? Where are you going? It's uh, somewhere up in northern New Jersey. It's Hamburg, New Jersey. Hamburg, New Jersey, to the okay. Great Cascades Lodge, and there's a bunch of go- awesome golf courses around there. Cool. And uh, it's just gonna be chilling and smoking cigars and drinking some whiskey and hey maybe now. playing some golf too. Probably some so, golf. Is, so is Daniel going as well? Yeah, yeah. It's me and my little brother Daniel. God, that's awesome. Sick. What Gotta a cool weekend, dude. Yeah, man. That's that's crazy cool. That's so cool to have that to look forward to. Yeah, yep. I'm officially middle-aged now. You know, mm-hmm. my, uh, well, golf retreat, it sounds like it. <laughs> golf retreat. <laughs> Got to get myself, get myself a Miata here pretty soon, and nice. I'll be, be set yep. to go. Rev it up. Uh-huh. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. All right, boys. All right. Well, I'm supposed to be uh, editing some AutoCAD files right now, so I should let's, probably you should probably get this show on the road. What do you say? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Yes, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. This is episode 113 coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. My name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we got a bunch of cool stuff planned for you this week. Uh, Nick, I believe, is going to be doing a Review the Review on yep. one of our favorite websites. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, nice. Greg's going to yeah. be talking about a uh, beloved and recently departed musician. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be talking about some insects. Okay. Some insects. Okay, good. All right. All right. That's a sure. change of pace. Science yeah. corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Good. I, I wish off the top of my head I could think of the study of bugs, but I can't. So. Entomology? Is that right? Entomology. There you go. Yeah. There it is. Thank yeah. you so much. Actually, book, no, book. I'm sorry. Jackson Entomology. loves bugs. 
No. <laughs> etymology? Entomology. Etymology. Entomology. Entomology. Yes, you're right. You're right. Okay. Let's leave Ant- this Entomology. Entomology. Anthropology. Without any further ado, Here Nick I am. Klein. Yes, Take sir. it away, Thank sir. you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. So, I, uh, this past week, I was uh, listening to, checking out some new albums, and a friend of the show, Katie Stover, said, hey, have you ever heard of Everything Everything? And I said, no. Hmm. And then, and she said, oh, I just remembered it. You should, you should listen to this album. So I said, okay. You should check it out. You mm-hmm. should check it out. Yeah. Hence the name of the show. Will do. Yeah. I played this thing, and uh, and I do want to play a clip here. Jay, why don't we um, why don't we play the clip from Schoolin'? Schoolin'. Yep. This it. is now. This is not a new album. This is from 2010, uh, from their debut, Man Alive. Uh, this is Schoolin'. Let's give this a listen, real quick. Thank you. So um, before I before I get you guys' thoughts, and I'm not sure if you listened to it yet, but the uh, I, I listened to it and I was it, I totally got that like the first time I listened to Black Midi, where I was like, oh crap, this is exciting! Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. man, yeah. they're, they're I, I, it's so unpredictable and like and as soon as I think I've got like a uh, an influence named, it changes and it's just it's mm-hmm. all over the freaking place. And I also quickly looked and saw they've got five more albums that have come out or four more albums that have come out since then. So nice. this is gonna be freaking awesome. But uh, I don't. Did you guys, have you guys? Had you ever heard of these guys? No, I'd never heard of them before. Nope. Apparently, they were like peers with Alt J, and they kind of okay. came out at the same okay. time. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, it totally does. But it's more of like a, <clears throat> it's more of like a D plan yes sound yeah, to yeah, them yeah, overall. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So listen to it the, the whole album all the way through, and then kind of listen to it on the way home, uh, just kind of processing and thinking about where these guys are coming from and all those kinds of things and then I thought I wonder I wonder if they got reviewed hmm. I wonder if they I wonder if wonder if they were uh wonder if they well, our lovely you, friends over at Pitchfork gave them a listen you, you checked it out a couple times you liked it and you decided to go check what your friends thought let me see what so my friends over at Pitchfork say um because right. I sure like this so I'm yeah I'm sure I'm sure they they hopefully they were fair with it um <laughs> whoops <laughs> uh so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Pitchfork. Oh boy, hated this album. Hated oh, this God. album. Uh, they gave it a three point eight. Oh, um, brutal. <laughs> oh, and and really, uh, yeah, you couldn't round just, up to four at least. Come on, just three point three. Laid into them. Um, oh, no, three point eight. Three point eight. Excuse me. <laughs> and it's I really felt I felt, I felt my heart rate increase. I, I, I was a, I was immediately like defensive and pissed off and angry 
And then I thought that's a perfect seg- a perfect reason to have a review the review. So I'd like to do <gasps> a review the review if we could today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it's my dream. All right, I let's do it. Sail down the seas of the critical review. Oh, this 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 feels like a proper review. The review coming oh, on. So these yeah. sons of bitches at pitch. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. My man. There My it is. Man. I knew we'd get you on board here one of these days. Let the heat yeah. flow through you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, so did, did either of you guys get a chance to listen to any of this? Yeah. I, I did not. So you guys, you educate me here. Okay. All right. Jay, what did you think? I was really um, curious to know what you thought. And I, I, I could see either side of it. So I'm, you just lay, in, lay into it. What do you think? Uh, of the review or of the album? I'd like to know what you think of the music first. The album I thought was really, really interesting. Um, like you said, it's very diverse. It's really wide ranging. I love the musicianship on it. Uh, I think Dismemberment Plan is a pretty apt comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds to me like something that would be on a the, one of the FIFA game soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got that yeah. kind of like uh, neo Britpop. You know, a lot of electronic experimentation in there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it changes directions just about every you know half verse or so um they're throwing a lot of stuff up against the wall i thought it was really really interesting i i can't say that it was like i didn't love it but it was it was really really adventurous and really mm-hmm. uh, well executed i thought cool know. cool well that's about as about as good a review as, as i could have expected because it, it is it, it's <laughs> absolutely all over the place and the uh let me just let me read just a line from this opening review um oh from, yeah the pitchfork review, from, yeah. from this is by ian cohen and he's basically starts off talking about how there's a recurring gag on the simpsons where homer mixes random and ing- he gets excited and, and overly gluttonous and mixes random ingredients into some like awful combination mm-hmm. of, of of a dish and the and mr cohen concludes like that disaster everything everything's debut lp man alive is proof that enthusiastic experimentation cannot save your end product when the underlying elements are so incompatible and unappetizing i just got mad again i just got mad again <laughs> also like when the underlying elements are so incompatible and unappetizing and also like hom- homer's Space age out of this world. Moon waffles always kind of did seem appetizing to me, but that's you know. <laughs> the liquid smoke. <laughs> well, apparently, you and Mr. Cohen are in disagreement. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so are you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> no. Here, here's the. And I, I was thinking about this because the. I, I have oftentimes uh, always taken like to come to the defense of Pitchfork whenever they lambast something. The, the the reason why this one specifically really got me upset was you've got this new young band that is doing that is just trying that are excellent musicians and trying honestly the first listen i gave through it almost sounded to me like they are making an effort not to sound like anything in, like specifically like they want yeah. to incorporate influences from wherever they have it and they're being really creative about let's make this up here and, do, and i love that that I, as an idea 
Um, yeah. So you've got this new band that is ex- that very talented musicians that are excited to make new sounds. The least you can do is it is like provide some guardrails for like needs a lot of work, sloppy as hell, inconsistent as far as like yeah. thematic, um, and the songs don't exactly flow through each other. But you know what? These guys are really talented, and we're excited to hear what they do next. Yes, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, what well, to me it just seems like. And I don't have to reiterate how much I hate Pitchfork. And this this article is a perfect example of why why I hate them. Um, I thought you'd like that. But yeah. three point eight, that's such a punitive score. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. exactly like you said, they're trying something new. Like to me, a score in the anything below five has mm-hmm. to be reserved for something that is like obviously derivative, or like anti music, or mm-hmm. like. I don't even know or just, what else. Or, or would... like really lazy and like trying to pass it off as something that's good. Yeah, right? yeah like, exactly. Like, like, like someone a known really phoning entity, it in. A known entity phones. Yes, exactly, Greg. A known entity phoning it in is a is right. like a four. Yeah, yeah it's like, like, Drake, hey, I, Drake. like you really wasted our time with this. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's three point eight for a band that's like trying to do new stuff for a new band. That's just like that's just being mean. It's, it's just, just being a bully. Exactly. It, they're total bullies. Dude. Yeah, yeah I, it really I agree. is cool. And that, it really comes down to, if you read this this article, he didn't like the sound of the front man's voice. That is exactly okay. what it is. Jonathan, Ever- Jonathan Everything merely inflicts wispy, intrusive paper cuts on your eardrums. Hearing it for the first time is akin to seeing a roach. Unpleasant and unexpected, and then you start to worry about where you'll find the next one. And man alive is absolutely infested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the guy's voice doesn't sound. It does, I wasn't like offended by it. It's no, yeah. no. There were it sounds like a lot of other singers. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Um, they even actually have in here. Um, they even have in here a line about. There's a line in here like, "Hey, what would happen if Dismemberment Plan got a crash course in Pro Tools and a record deal fueled with fueled by ramen? <laughs> everything, everything. Aren't afraid to answer these tough questions." <laughs> Jesus huh. Christ, man! Like, and then, like uh, the one, the, the, their first real criticism, aside from it's uh, the elements are incompatible and unappetizing, they're complaining about the song titles. That they're that they're you like sophomoric I mean? sounding. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't even know what to say about that. You, I can look at any other out, like especially in the last few years. People are throwing all kinds of bizarre song titles out there now with way worse oh. names than, than, than this. Yeah. Like, I just most, most can't stuff that came out in the 70s is this stupider sounding than. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it's absurd. Um, yeah. And then, and then I got to that place that I always get to with Pitchfork, which is what the hell was up this guy's butt this week? So I, so I decided maybe yeah. I'll go and look and see what, what oh, they did with Alt J. And oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you looked up the the reviewer and what what his mental state is these days. I I, I know no. I I've read plenty of Ian Cohen. Um, and okay. yeah, and and he's he often kind of just brings this up at his style, which again sometimes I find it uh, hilarious. In this case, I found it extremely aggravating. Um, <laughs> but no, man, they they absolutely hate Alt Alt J, like hate Alt J. Pitchfork does. I don't wow. think they have a single wow. album that they've given them like over a four. And what's interesting though wow. is that every subsequent album from these guys, Everything Everything, has been like six nine or higher. Huh. Um, and the only thing they did different was tone it down, um, like got uh, less adventurous. Really? Yeah, 
which feels so demoralizing. <laughs> it's, no, uh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's more coherent. It's more coherent and poppy and radio friendly, um, which is yeah. like, wait, what? Pitchfork, you're arguing that That's it should be more what, radio yeah. friendly? That's not what you're here for. <laughs> you're supposed to be like the champion of the like weird and exciting and we and just bizarre, not not sure. bitching that it's not cohe I don't know. I don't know. So this was this one was quite disappointing. Nevertheless, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this album. Um, and I'd like to hear one more clip. Um, I mentioned yeah. like that yeah. some of it reminds me of yes. This last the last song, uh, and, and this stuff gets peppered throughout, but this last song is pretty cool. Let's listen to uh, let's listen to Waits before we uh, before we close this out. It's a it's a damn good album. It's a damn good album. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard to believe that like okay, you didn't like it where you end up on a 3.8 for any of this. I I just yeah. Ugh. Yeah. God, and you can you imagine like the effort that these guys put into making that album and then oh, like, it's, like, it's, that, it is you know so, to look yeah. at that review. Yeah, that's like, that, that that's the part that really um you know where the the bullying really has mm -hmm. actual effects on like the musical community because these bands work their butts off and, you know, a bad Pitchfork review could lead to the breakup of what, you know, like just right out of the gate, you know, you're just trying to be sure. explor explorative and, you know, maybe you make some missteps, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to get panned by these like guys who are not musicians. They don't yeah. live, they, they, they're not in, even in the pool. They're not mm -hmm. even in the water. If you, well, this if you is get, the if you get what I'm saying, you know. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, this is the beauty of review the review, Greg. Is that we get I to know. we get to strike back. We get to yes, and that's you know that was that was the point all along. But it's true though, man. It's like it really does feel like bullying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and, to, and to your point though, there's not a single like on this album. There's not a single song where they don't take like ten different crazy risks, and that as a musician is scary. And then to have that is. met, have that met with. Like you said, with just this intolerant bullying, and like uh, mocking, uh, you know, and, like and you uh, have to, you'd have to have like an ego of steel for that not to hit, like really deep. It, it hits, it hits, and it definitely yeah. um, it makes it difficult for them to. Now, I'm not. I'm also not saying that Pitchfork needs to like you know give like participation awards and make say every album's no, great, right. um, but to pan someone, especially like on a debut, you just don't know where things can hit. 
you know people mm-hmm. pe- you know bands improve sometimes now if a band like gets we don't even know the trajectory yet right, right. right. Uh, was this their first record this is their first record yeah yeah see that's that's just really rough man that's that's really I rough t- thing to do um yeah. it, if you if it was their second or third and you're like well listen you know they started here they started uh-huh. at a five we didn't really know what to make of it Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, because maybe maybe they were ahead of their time. You know, you don't always know. Mm-hmm. It's like, but okay, but now it's they, they clearly have like lost their focus. There's not, we're you know, anything that about this band that was interesting can be found on the first. It's more watered down on this second or third right. album. They're we're rehashing gonna pa- we're gonna, their old yeah, stuff. We're gonna pan yeah. it now. Yeah, that yeah. I understand. Okay, but to to to. to club them at the knees like right when they're trying to get out of the gate right when they're trying to to, yeah yeah, big time why Uh, Kerrigan (laughs) oh my god Um, but you know it's just it's brutal and I know uh, you know I've mentioned it in the past Um, there was one particular cat that I met who was living in Brooklyn he and he had gone through this where they spent like basically everything they had this young band Mm-hmm. You know, they had a lot of momentum going. They had a little buzz going in Brooklyn. A lot of talented people. They put together an album. They were so excited and so proud of it. And it got panned by Pitchfork. And it basically, and he's like, the band broke up after that. Like, we couldn't really, you know, because if you don't have that clout, yeah. it's hard to get booked. It's yep. hard to, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah and it's, it's not that, and again, like you said, no participation awards. It's not that every album that comes out needs to be given well, it's your first try. Good job, buddy. Nobody's saying that. <laughs> no. Nope. But but when the musicianship is there, and when the, and I don't, I, I it, there's not enough here to warrant that exactly. kind of a, that kind yeah. of a, yeah. Like just if, just a, yeah. just a total crap on them. Yeah. So, Especially when there's uh, a sincere effort to try something new. Yeah. Well, it turned yeah. out the front man was f***ing Ian Cohen's wife. I mean, it must have been something oh, like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that cat lives out here in L.A., so I'll keep an eye out for him. Find that man. Please, yeah, please do. Please just tell him I said hi. Why? Uh, <laughs> so, do we get to review the review? Do we get to review the review? Can, yeah. can you... Yeah, I would like to hear. What would... Uh, what would For the uh, for the pitchfork via Ian Cohen's uh, bad words and their 3.8 score that the editorial board gave, what would you give this review? Jay, let me start with you. I'll give him a 0. 0.8. Oh, 0. 0.8. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get to the one one level yeah. with me. On I'll, do, I'll, I'll do a 0. 0.9 just to piggyback on Jay. <laughs> It'll be uh, a slightly go, nicer. And how, and how about I go 0. 0.85? How's that? How's that? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, is that good? Uh, <laughs> that sounds work. about right. <laughs> I right. mean, he did put words, like coherent words on a page. That I yeah. can read, like I can read. Yeah, it. Right, right, there was right, right. there so were no misspellings. Yeah, exactly. There were no misspellings. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Right. Well, uh, man, I I I do want to check out the rest of this band's work and see what see where they went from here. So I'll, I'll definitely do that. You know, so I yeah, give, give someone a listen. But there's some, like I said, it, especially the the drummer and bass, like they're they're so tight and just yeah. are just weaving stuff around. It really gave me like a little bit of a black midi vibe, except the drums aren't too much out yeah. in front like they are with black midi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then they've got the, these harmonies and like this prog stuff going at the same time. That's I don't know. I I, I really enjoy it. So I'm I'm gonna do the same. I have I've, I'm gonna dive into their additional material. All right. Well, that that is my segment, gentlemen. Thank you. Beautiful. Well, thanks for uh, turning us on to that band and the uh, subsequent 
crappy yep, review. Yeah, well, got a yeah. Thanks, Katie. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, um, yeah I, uh, if if uh, if it's all right with you guys, I'll uh, I'll start talking about uh, what I'm bringing to the table. Let's do this it. Week. Um, why don't we start with a clip? Could you hit me with that scream clip, Jay? Ah! We'll, we'll, we'll have, well, yeah. That's pretty funky, huh? Is this the latest dap mm-hmm. tones? What is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure they listened to it. Um, I'm sure they did too. That was a track by the uh, great and unfortunately late Dr. Lonnie Smith uh, from his album Live at Club Mozambique, released mm-hmm. in 1970 on Blue Note Records. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I heard last week that this, uh, this guy passed away. Um, that's the age of 79. Um, he was, uh, is considered one of the greatest like funk organists ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was sad to see. I was really surprised and sad, even though, I mean, obviously he's at an age where, um, these things happen obviously, but I didn't know he was sick or anything. Yeah. And, um, he was a huge influence on some friends of mine, um, particularly, uh, my buddy Will Rast, who was mm. the um, the founder and leader of the Funk Arc, mm-hmm. the band I yeah. played mm-hmm. with in Washington D.C., who's also an organist. And when I listen to Lonnie Smith, I actually hear a lot of Will, mm. or That's vice cool. versa. Um, yeah. And uh, also, I was I was already familiar with Lonnie Smith, but then uh, my I call him my guitar teacher. I had a few lessons with this guy Jonathan Kreisberg. And he ended up joining Lonnie Smith's trio. Oh, really? I'll talk, huh. talk to you more about that a little later on. But um, I always thought that was rad. And I never got to see him. I never got to see them perform. But I really, really, really wanted to. Um, mm. And they put out some really cool records, which we'll get to a little later. But I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Lonnie Smith. I don't know if you guys ever listened to him before. I don't um, think I had. But uh, he yeah, also... I definitely know about him, but I have never really dug into his catalog. Yeah, it's really... I mean, you kind of can't lose. It's all great. And actually, you know just so happens over the last two years i think definitely over um you know lockdown or whatever i would find myself putting on some lonnie smith every now and then um i'm also a huge jimmy smith fan yeah um mm-hmm. and that was like mm-hmm. his major influence but he um 
he's an interesting guy because he, he he wore this like turban and had this mm-hmm. wa- like wise man beard kind of vibe going on but the, the turban he just he, he don't it's like he wore it because it's not for any religious reason he just it's just like his spiritual connection to music Huh. And he started wearing it when he was young, and uh, so speaking of you know, in his early years, he uh, he grew up in around the Buffalo area, Buffalo, New York, and okay. I guess his uh, fam his family had a, a vocal group and radio program, um, and that his mother was a major influence on him and introduced him to jazz, classical, gospel. I guess he was playing piano. But it wasn't until he he said he never played a Hammond B three until he was like twenty one. Oh wow! And then it was uh, there was a local music store that had one, and he would just go and play until the store closed every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, he said one day the guy had a brand new one in some other room in the back, and said, "Listen, if you can get it, if you can get this out of here, it's yours." And uh, wow, he's like, and I, he's like, "I did," and it was and it was cold, man. It was cold. It's like Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how he did it, but. Um, but he, you know, after that, he ended up moving to New York, playing with George Benson. I think that was like his first major break. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, he played in this guy, um, Lou Donaldson's band, mm-hmm. um, the sax player. And they made a record called Alligator Boogaloo. And um, I wanted you, you guys to hear Lonnie's solo over that. Nice. If you got that clip, Jay. Right on. man get that oh, yeah. feel oh, oh, <laughs> lovely. yeah yeah it's crazy man you watch you watch him play he i mean not only is his rhythm so sick but like his control of the draw bars on the organ yeah. he the really touch. makes yeah. it yeah there's actually a cool video uh that i saw because you know people have been paying tribute and He's explaining to this little girl like how the organ works, and he's like, "See, if I push this drawbar down, it's like you have a cold. You know, you sound like this. You know." <laughs> I'm like, "That's such a great way to explain like mids." Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, that's a great way to explain mids. Yeah, that's great. yeah. So yeah, you, you gradually open it up, and then you sound normal. You know, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a cool sound for music sometimes to to close that off. So yeah. In any case, definitely like a spiritual, really beautiful player. Yeah, had a had a, a bunch of records with Blue Note. Um, he, he started getting his own after that. He made one called Think, which actually uh, the title 
track is uh, a cover of Think by Aretha Franklin. Mm. Oh, nice. Uh, that one sounds great. And you just kind of can't lose, man. You put any Lonnie Smith, you're not going to have one that's, I mean, at least I have not discovered one that wasn't. It's not, it's not like not like queuing up bitches brew or something. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Where all yeah. of a sudden you're like, ooh, wait, I didn't mean to put that Whoa. on. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all just good stuff. And um, so, you know, sad to see him go. And But I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Um, that towards the end of his career, you know, I brought it up earlier that um, one of my teachers, Jonathan Kreisberg, who's just a fin- phenomenal player, he's like uh, Pat Metheny on steroids, and I, I, I don't know if I could ever get him on get him on this podcast. I'd love That'd to. That'd be though. incredible. He's the man. Yeah, he really is something. Anyway, he ended up joining uh, Lonnie's trio, and they did some records together, uh, some live stuff and some studio stuff. For one of one of the um, one of the sessions, they had a uh, a guest vocalist. You guys may already know because I I I put some stuff in our in our Slack to you know kind of prep. Oh, a little so, hunch, I, not going to spoil it. Good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jade, do you, do you both know who I'm talking about already? We don't have to say. I, I do. It. I okay, do, okay. but I never would have known if I hadn't read the Wikipedia. Article. Right. I, I wish. I mean, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have sent it. It would have been a fun surprise. But let's let, let, how about for the listener? See if you can guess who this is singing. Good call. But I changed my way. It'll take time, I know it. But in a while, you're gonna be mine, I know it. We do it in style. Cause I made my mind up, you're going to be mine. I'll pick up your hand. Sounds like an old crooner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who well, got who is that? That was the legend Iggy Pop. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's Iggy Pop. Yeah, Iggy Pop. Yeah. Iggy Pop. Who the uh I love it. They formed an unlikely uh bond. James with, Osterberg Jr. Mm. Is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a fun uh, a fun track to go out on, but um, that's awesome. That's so yeah, re- rest in peace, Doctor Lonnie Smith. You know, um, we'll 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 be listening to you for the rest of our days. That's for sure. Truth. Absolutely, excellent. Well, thank you, Mister Gray. Of course, yeah, appreciate that, man. I'm a, he's he's a name that I've come across a lot, and I definitely have heard his playing before. But I'm gonna have to do some digging on that. Well, you know, that's yeah. Great. If I mean, I know you guys appreciate good good funk, good jazz, good soul. And uh, appreciate a good organist, you know. And he no is doubt. just a—he is just something. He was one of the best, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we'll we'll start to, you know, everyone's still kind of in shock from his passing. Um, and I never got to see him live, but I will say that one time at Nam, I, w- I was walking around and I passed him, and I kind of like, <gasps> like you know, because yeah. he's just striking. He was a striking person. Like you could like feel sure. his like. I don't know. He's like a spiritual dude or something. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so yeah. I, I remember that. It was actually I think it was like the first. He was maybe the first musician I recognized at the very first time I was there. Huh. And I was like, oh my god, that's Dr. Lonnie Smith. What the f-? you know you know like I guess mm-hmm. maybe I mean Hammond is right over there. That makes sense, there right? So there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely go check him out. You know you won't you won't uh, regret it. Yeah, can't go wrong. <clears throat> Good stuff. Awesome. Jay Rome. Rome. Entomology. Yeah. I I, want to get into my in-depth discussion on uh, insects and bugs. Mm -hmm. Um, A a specific group of bugs uh, known collectively as the beetles. Uh, I see what you did there. Wait a minute. I see what you did. I see what you did there. Yeah, I see. No, um, I, the Beatles have been on my mind a lot lately. Have they? I'm not sure oh. why. You know, they, it, it might have had something to do with that Paul McCartney, the one, two, three documentary right. with Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome oh, stuff. Oh, right. Um, and I've been playing them a lot for my son, Ben, a lot. Sure. So, I, I don't know. They've been on my mind. So, I kind of wanted to reopen a discussion that I had had with you guys a while ago. It's okay. just a thought experiment and a couple of questions that I, that I have about the phenomenon that is the Beatles. Right. But to kickstart things, I want to play one of my favorite tracks off of uh, Yellow Submarine originally called Hey Bulldog. That's a good one. That was actually a, a very late addition to my Beatles knowledge because I I didn't grow up watching Yellow Submarine the cartoon. Okay. And I didn't have that album growing up really. So and I I just always thought Yellow Submarine was just a collection of songs that were on other albums. Oh. Okay. Right. So whenever I finally watched Yellow Submarine the cartoon in my early twenties, I was like, "What the hell is this song?" Hey, Bulldog turned into one of my favorites. That's awesome. Right on. But that goes into one of the things that I want to talk about. Like, that was, you know, that is like a seaside at best. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's a fairly, that's as deep a Beatles cut as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But still great. You, you can look at all the amazing musical elements that go into making that that piece pretty spectacular. Yeah. 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 I was talking about this whole thing with my wife last night, and she was like, oh, you got a whole theory about the Beatles. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, this is not a theory. It's not a thesis. It's just a, a question that every time I think about the phenomenon of the Beatles, mm-hmm. it's something that, that always pops into my head. 
And first, I just want to get a couple assumptions out of the way. First of all, we all love the Beatles, right? Correct. Yes. Right. Can we all agree that they're like, they are almost universally, and when I, I say universally, I mean across the world, they're almost universally loved. I, the only exception would be, I find the people that don't have, it's a source of pride that yeah. they're like the yeah. unique like, individual oh, yeah, I that, like, oh, I don't like the Like Beatles. the people that, that don't like Star Wars. Right. Like it's something they identify <laughs> as part of themselves. And that's why they don't like because otherwise they would. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, uh, there's definitely a lot of well, I don't know about a lot, but I've definitely met more than one who who okay. loved who loved. Are they to as close? Like are they as close as a musical act can come? You'd be to hard pressed to name loved? a band that's more universally loved. I would say so. Okay, so that's assumption one. Assumption two: they have been one of the largest influences on popular music in the 20th and 21st centuries. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, in a lot of different ways, sure. I would say definitely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. These are all kind of like softball questions. They're not mm -hmm. right, right, no, no, controversial no, in right. any way. Yep. <laughs> and would you say that they are respected by quality musicians and non-musicians alike on a musical, technical, and cultural level? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And no one's out there saying, well, the Beatles were just a bunch of hacks that got lucky, right? I mean, there's some people that say that, but... Really? <laughs> yeah, but they're... It's they also, tough those to, are the same ones that like it Drake. Up. It's fine. You're right. <laughs> that's yeah. right. I believe Drake hates the Beatles. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, to me, like, that's... You take somebody who was almost equal in popularity at the heat, height of their power, like somebody like Elvis, for example. Okay. I think there's going to be a lot more diversity in opinion on whether or not they were as Elvis was as remarkable a musician as the Beatles hmm. uh, or had as big of a musical influence. Like there's there there I think that there would be a greater diversity of opinion and a bigger argument to be had there the, comparing the somebody like the Beatles and Elvis who are equally popular but ev almost everyone thinks that the Beatles are, are Plates on a pretty high shelf artistically, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I mean, they're they're four individuals that came together and created new music, and 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 kind of adopted sounds and and, and brought them into popular culture. And Elvis just sang songs that people wrote for him to sing. So I, I yeah, I don't even it's. I, I'm I'm fishing for examples because when you when you get into the rarefied era of like bands at the popularity level of the Beatles, mm -hmm. I mean, there's not too many comparisons to make. Can you think of any, Greg? This is comparisons to the Beatles as far as cultural, technical, and musical icons. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult to say only because people know it's like the, they're like the Ninja Turtles. Like, you know their names. <laughs> that's right. They're like You're the right. Ninja well, they, yeah. Turtles. I mean, that's great. This, that's this all gets to my point. They, they're kind of an idiosyncratic thing. They, when you look back at the decade of the 60s, I mean, they kind of encapsulated all parts of that culture. They kind of created a lot of that culture. It's just my whole point, and and I haven't even gotten to the quote unquote thesis yet. Uh, yeah, but, I'm waiting. Go on now, <laughs> spit it out. I'm set, Come on, I'm man. setting it up. Setting I know it up. you're doing great. You're doing great. I'm just, I don't know where you're leading. So us. was this was this singular achievement that they have? Was it only possible? because of when they came along and how successful they were as kind of like a teeny bopper band earlier in, 
early in their career. You know, the British invasion, girls going crazy over them, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. everywhere. Was it only because of that that they were able to have the influence on popular culture? Oh, I see what you're that they have. Or are they truly like just a singular once in a century phenomenon? Like, did we really just get lucky and all the stars and everything combined to give us this super group that really could not put a foot wrong? Like pretty much every, all of their albums are spectacular. All of their songs are spectacular. Like, yeah. They created cultures. They created movements. Is that just luck or is that only because they were so popular earlier in their career that gave them the platform to be able to do all of that? Can I, can, can I say something really quick? Because the, the one thing that yeah. I would add as a caveat would be I grew up uh, and, and like we never listened to the Beatles at home. My dad was like, meh, Beatles. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. He didn't like dislike them, but it was like, you don't need to listen hmm. to that. It's, I've been through your Beatles. dad's album collection and that would say otherwise. <laughs> that came later. He had a lot of Beatles albums. That came much oh, okay. later. Yeah. Um, wow. And, and I, remember, I remember in my teens, like being like, well, you know what? Everybody else in the world seems to love these guys. So I, I, I'm going to listen to this. Um, and I kind of found it at that point. It wasn't like, because a part of it, I think, is that everybody is everybody grows up hearing this because they're so universally mm-hmm. accepted or universally like you know loved as this is good music. That I think it's like to a certain population, it's just that's like that's my childhood right there. Yeah, um, but, I would agree with that statement. But, but I feel like I've come at it from a different place, which is like I I didn't really have that. It was kind of like the Beatles were well, nobody's as good as Rush. It was what little kid Nick thought about everything. Mm. Um, so. Um, <laughs> But I, but I actually came to the same conclusion, independent, um, and with right. a little, with a little bias coming into it. So, right, I would say right. even more so. I feel like they, they're like a once in a century circumstance of coming together. Yeah. I do think the time that they were coming out, and like there were so much star stars aligned that made it possible for it to happen. Uh, like there wasn't Pitchfork then. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, it was an actual pitch. Ac- right. It was actual pitchforks. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, d- I do still love pitchforks. Anyway, the uh, Greg, I definitely want to get your opinion on this. Yeah, but I'm that's sorry. Funny no, no, that you no, no, say no, no, that. Nick, 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 that, Nick, in, Nick's on a roll. You, you know, you can finish finish yeah. your thought. That, that, that's basically it. Is I, I actually kind of came at it where a lot of music did come from understanding as a child. This is what Dad likes, which means this is what I like. This was a different one that I came around to myself and and absolutely fell in love with. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so it's interesting. I, I just wanted to follow up on that because yeah. that's almost exactly the way I thought about the Beatles. Now, my parents loved the Beatles and they played the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I was I just had to be that petulant teenager who I was the guy who said I don't really like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I don't really think they're all that they're cracked up to be. Got like it. I thought they were overblown. Yeah, until I really started getting into them in my late teens and early 20s and at that point it became clear i mean these this is like the greatest band ever yeah. <laughs> they, they have to be They're, just pick not a song really an off any album and, and be like that's a that's a damn good song that's a so damn i good feel song. like i came at yeah. it you know mm-hmm. legitimately like you did Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but mm-hmm. greg any any thoughts so far I mean, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what. I mean, my ex, my experience with the Beatles is this. Um, I'll try to keep it short, but um, you know, I moved to the states when I was six. Mm-hmm. We had a little like Ford. Uh, I forget what the model was with a tape deck, and my oh, mom a had 
<laughs> my mom had she had the um there's there's a greatest there's a Beatles greatest hits collection. You know do you know which one I'm talking about where it's like there's one red one and one blue one? Yeah. Okay. okay. So she had the blue one, which is the, the like second half of their career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh we had that cassette and it was in the car. And I literally used to think when I was like six years old listening to this that like, I just didn't know, understand how recorded music worked. I thought we were, I thought these guys were like playing on a different planet and getting like ra- radioed <laughs> into our car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny because looking looking back, it's like it's that kind of is what was happening kinda in a way. way. Yeah, <laughs> like, but um, the only thing that shifted is time, right? Yeah, but. but <laughs> but I mean, so that if you look at back at that collection, it has some of the more psychedelic stuff on it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And do, but that was the first music that I ever heard and consciously liked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll never forget the day though that I asked my my mom. You know, I was like, "Are these the the guys in the band?" Because it has the cover. That they're looking over the balcony. Mm-hmm. John right. Lennon's got that huge beard. Mm-hmm. The beard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, and he and he got sh- shot and and killed. You know what I mean? And I'm I just remember my heart breaking. Yeah, because I was right. like, Aww. I was like, why would somebody do that? Like, you know, I was like, <laughs> little poor little Greg. Uh, you, like, no, seriously, but I wanted to meet him. Well, not even that. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. <laughs> this is so sad well, for it's me. It's funny because here's no, no. George Harrison. He pops out of the back. <laughs> I wanted to tell him I like his songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just literally like. Uh, wh- yeah. Why on earth would you go after him? You know, like, like yeah. I just yeah. didn't, you know. Um, yeah. And like, and clearly these guys are special, you know. Yeah, um, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> Strawberry Fields Forever. I remember being like a one that I loved. Mm. Um, Hello Goodbye. And mm-hmm. here's here's the final thing is that I, that really helped me learn English. Really? Oh wow! Hello nice. Goodbye. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Is your opposites prime? Is that bonjour, uh-huh. au revoir, <laughs> or salut for both? Right. Yeah. yeah. Salut, salut. Uh, salut, salut. Je dis salut. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's um, awesome, Greg. That's really yeah. Cool. No. So, so like, for that alone, you know, when someone's like, "Ah, eh, the Beatles are overrated," I'm just like, ah, "Whatever, dude." <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I mean, they they obviously had a massive influence on just. I mean, did there, there were things that there were things that weren't possible until they came along, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Right. And so, absolutely. The other thing that I think is fascinating about the Beatles story is that they went from uh, what was considered, they wouldn't have considered themselves this, but they were considered kind of like a teeny bopper, you know, like pop mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. and a teen idol group. And, you know, round about 1965, Rubber Soul, they decided, hey, you know what? We're not gonna. We're gonna make the kind of music that we want. We're not gonna let yeah. teenage fashion or taste dictate that. Mm-hmm. And the popular culture went with them. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And that is like something that has not happened before or since. So that was I would my say, second I w- question. I would argue, are there I would argue, any? Are there any other examples of a band going from quote unquote pop stardom at the beginning of their career? And like, I'm not saying like, yeah, they had a couple of hits. Like the biggest band in the world mm. as like a just a pop group mm-hmm. to the same heights of artistic brilliance that the Beatles reached. Okay. Now, well, when you put it like that, maybe not. But I was going to say, um, I was going to point out like the sort of like the grunge, like Nirvana thing. 
um but that wasn't like a boy band then changing so i, I see what you're right. saying now right. um so from pop I mean, the, to cultural like influencers right <laughs> i mean the only, like it would be like the equivalent of like the backstreet boys right then going on to mm-hmm. you know get rated 10 on pitchfork you know <laughs> right right <laughs> to use um, a bad example we have like it just some, doesn't happen uh, yeah uh, I, I would like justin timberlake possibly you i know? mean there but, are but examples not, of like people taking out artistic and I, I definitely agree with you that justin Ar- justin timberlake is a great artist right and he's They're taking saying, artistic he, chances and, he's, he's, and he started in a in a boy band that's that's right sure. that's, that's where i'm sure. going but they didn't hit like the beatles no, no, definitely not. But I do think, but it is funny because like I, there is like a, I kind of think I have a special place in my heart for somebody that, that had that trajectory where like, oh, it actually, they actually do care and know about music like on a deeper mm-hmm. level than their initial material. Cause, cause yeah, when, when Greg said Timberlake, I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I kind of, I kind of respect him for that reason that he just like kind sure. of like, t- t- like continued on. Um, that's a very specific, I mean, you are describing the Beatles, so it's hard to... Right, so this goes uh, back to my question. Are they really just a one-off that we'll never see again? When you think about all well, the bands that have come okay, and gone, no yeah. one's gotten anywhere close. I know, because the, but, but there's so much more, like, there's so much more segmentation and, like, people can find their own niche over here. Like, how yeah, could that even happen it was, now? It, was, it, was, it, it can't, because, it, yeah, the, 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 there's so many more acts... You know, back then it was, I would love it was to pretty limited. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'd all yeah. love to see it, right? But right. No, because we'd hate it at first. <laughs> right. That's right. The true. question is, would we know it when that's we right. saw it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, Harry Absolutely. Styles is another one if you, in the Timberlake category, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Could so, be. You know. But yeah, it's it, it certainly is uh, difficult to imagine something like that happening again. Uh, especially when you look back, and wasn't their career basically only like eight years long? Yeah, or their, their it was recording like career. Sixty-three to sixty-nine. Sixty-three to is that when they formed? Is sixty-three? It was like five or six years, right? I, I think their first album came out in sixty-three. They might they probably yeah. formed earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and and you know it's worth noting too that I mean these guys were you know they were a bar band before they were a boy band, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's true. Yeah, yeah. And they played it. Oh, I can't do this impression, but I have a friend who does a who cracks me up. He's like. We were playing in the dark, like <laughs> dark caverns in Liverpool, you know. Caverns in Liverpool. But they did dark, that residency in Germany for a few years because they were like the, the like they were like the center point of the uh, ten thousand hour Malcolm Gladwell thesis. Right. Um, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So there, there's um, so much about them that are that, that that's unique, and you're right. Yeah. Even the like doing their time before becoming popular, where they kind of re- honed their chops and stuff. Yeah. But you that, don't really that, see that, that too much anymore. You don't, and <laughs> in, in, and in the boy band or the it's pop still band. to this day. It's like they got in in the course of forming in 1960 and let it be coming out in 1970. God damn, they did a lot in 10 years. Like holy crap! Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and they, <laughs> had, but they had a very they had a really rigorous uh, work ethic. I mean, they yeah. were they, they were really in the hard. studio from like nine to five. It was a job, like like a mm-hmm. regular job. It wasn't they weren't just messing around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had contracts to write to fill. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of their um, of their recording contracts, but I imagine that they had to fulfill things. And uh, I'm sure Jay, you've studied their songwriting a lot, uh, but I know that they would they, they would write songs that they could remember because they had so much to remember for those four hour right, sets. Right, right, right. Like mm-hmm. like when they would write, stick, yeah. So it's just it wasn't a, just necessarily a... like a trying to please the crowd. They were just trying to write songs that they wouldn't forget. 
Yeah. Right. Right. But like you think about there's a lot of other artists or bands that have tried to do something like that, you know, or just say, that, well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to try to push the envelope. We're going to try to, you know, make songs that please ourselves and are artistically challenging, but they don't come off and have the, the same string of success that the later era Beatles albums did. Like, it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, yeah, they look at this incredible output they did, but it's really there's not any other group that ever did that <laughs> and mm-hmm. that the fa- they were the first and the biggest and the best and they as far as i'm concerned and as far as like our conversation here is concerned it sounds like they will always be the biggest and the best and the the you know the highest tier the highest echelon that artistic musicians or pop musicians are going to try to aspire to mm-hmm. that the, that that happened like straight out of the gate that just blows my mind. I just don't yeah. understand how that happened. <laughs> and I'm really happy that it did. Stars aligned. <laughs> yeah. Stars aligned. Yep. These are the, the things that keep me up at night, boys. No, yeah, yeah. buddy, that's that's a that's a well formed thesis. <laughs> I don't um I don't think I well, don't it's think, not a yeah. thesis at all. It, it's not. It's not it even was a, a thesis. question. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I, no. I would get to work turn that into a thesis. Yeah, all right. Well, before we wrap up, two softball questions for you guys. Um, Favorite Beatles album and favorite Beatle, Greg. Go. Oh man, that's tough, dude. I okay. This is where where I might be a little bit of a contrarian. Is that I I love George. George. You know? Okay. George and uh, you know I think that he he was really obviously you've got John and Paul. You know if, to really be a contrarian, you have to pick Ringo. Um, but <laughs> if you were to say like who do you like more, John or Paul? I'd lean towards John. But George, if like, I guess for, for me, it's like if I saw myself as one of the, if I, if I were to like in some other dimension, it's like, oh, you get to be one of the Beatles. Which one would you want you to George. be? I would pick George Fair because enough. he's probably, I would imagine I'm the most like George. Um, or at least I would aspire to be because he seemed very interested in a lot of things that I'd be interested in. Um, Good and, answer. Fill, and, and fill the role of the band in the way that I like to fill the roles of the bands that I play in, you know? Good kind answer. of paint, Good painting answer. the corners, occasionally contributing some original material, you know, but not being necessarily the core spark of the whole thing, right? Um, and Fair then also, I, I will say that I'll end by saying, though, that he has my favorite of the solo careers. Right, right. You know, we like have all had th- that discussion all- before, and I... Yeah, I think we had a debate on that, but it, right. it's not a bad not a bad choice at all. Okay, cool. And then, uh, man, album. I mean, can I call? I I would probably pick that compilation if that oh, counts. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Because that that's just that's the one. There's the, there's the order of the tunes, the way they're selected. Um, it also uh, because it was the second half of their career. I didn't even really know about the boy band phase until later. You know, yeah, like I right. want to hold your hand and all that stuff. Like I didn't hear that until after so it was, it's kind of an interesting trajectory for me as far as but everyone has a different experience with the beatles yeah yeah you know yeah. um there you go. same question man yeah i know i know it, it it's changed over the years i'd say probably right now abbey road and definitely pete best definitely no question no dude i i don't I, as far as favorite beetle I, I really do like I, I really do like paul i'm not ashamed to admit it my man my yeah. man I like I like. He's him. always been my he's always been my guy. Is he? What's your favorite album? And I'm not ashamed. Uh, I'm not ashamed. It, it vacillates between Revolver and the White Album. Yeah, it, mine was between Abbey Road and the White Album, but I'm I'm gonna go with Abbey Road. Yeah. That's 
I've actually nice. listened to it three times this year. So that's excellent. That's cool. Yeah, Just no, I mean, it, it. Yeah. That, that's it's, that's definitely a good one. And I can the say fact that they were able to put that that album together and as cohesive as it is for as much as they hated each other at that point yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. how much they were fighting. Like I can't believe that that album is as good as it is. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that latest thing that uh, what's his face Peter Jackson did that ever come out? Get back. Oh, the uh, the new the expanded documentary. Yeah, when Get does back. that come out? I don't think it's come out yet. It's going to come out November twenty fifth. November twenty fifth, right on. Yeah. And uh, it's apparently it's going to be really really great. Yeah. So it's a three part documentary. Are these each like six hour ep? Like is this? I think it's total be like a- six hours. Okay. Yeah. It's like it, it's like all of the because they made a, a get back film, right? They had mm-hmm. filmmakers in there while they were recording the get back album, and there's famous scenes of them fighting and everything like that. But this is a documentary about the making of that film, which is going to have all kinds of great stuff in it. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, Cannot no wait. That's going to be awesome to talk about. Cool. Yep. All right, boys. Well, I think we said it all. Thank. Well. We have not said it all. Greg, tell the fine folks how to get in touch with hey. us and tell us about your favorite Beatle and your favorite Beatle album. <laughs> you can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Um, what have I left out? Is tell a it? friend. Tell a friend. You should check it out. That's it for tell me. Tell a friend. And, leave a review. Yeah, Any leave of that a review. Stuff. Um, and uh, check out the Red uh, Hot Chili Peppers tribute.com. I'm on tour with Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot in October. Nice. Um, I leave on Wednesday night. So it's going to be you enjoyed that vacation, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why I needed to get it in because I'm just like, oh, God, more. <laughs> it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun, though. It's, uh, yeah. it's some, some Midwest stuff, some Chicago area stuff. So uh, going to Ann Arbor, Michigan, if anybody's out there. There's, I'll, there's, toss, there's, I'll toss a, a link stuff. in the description. That'd be great. Thanks, man. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Good thank times. You, bud. Thank you, Jay. Keep thinking about that Beatles question. It'll keep coming back to you, man. All right. All right. Sure. All right. Yep. Why not? Let's go. All right, boys. Until next week. Take it easy. Peace. See you, man. Peace. Peace.